everyone. Welcome to Just Buried, a podcast where we dive into conversations to spark social change. My name is Jolene. My name is Marion. And my name is Wei Ting. Today, we have Ray from the Fashion Pulpit, Singapore's first one-stop destination for everyone who values the two most essential S in fashion, style and sustainability. Ray talks about how he went from being a designer in the fast fashion industry to starting a business in clothes swapping. He also shares about the common misconceptions of secondhand clothes, thoughts on greenwashing, and how we can be a part of the solution. So today we have a very special guest, Ray! <laughs> Yay! I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Could you give us a brief introduction of yourself and what you're doing? Okay, cool. Um, so hi everyone, I'm Ray, the founder of The Fashion Pulpit. So if any one of you who just heard The Fashion Pulpit, it's a clothing swap and we are located at Marina One. So you can extend your wardrobe by swapping your clothes with us. Awesome! I just want to dig a, di- a bit deeper. How did you start The Fashion Pulpit and why? Wow. Um, so there's a short answer and a long answer. Which one you prefer? <laughs> um, okay, I think I'll give you um, in a nutshell. So first, it was never really about the business plan and us thinking of like, oh, we need to do fashion pulpit or swapping. It was really about the need of trying to provide a solution because my first interaction in the fashion industry was to be a designer. So I had my own line um, and it ran for about eight months or a year. And then it changes because um, I didn't feel so much meaning and satisfaction as a designer. Not because, you know, being a designer is very superficial, but at least for me, it didn't really fulfill the need of me trying to find a meaningful job or work. So I was looking something else, but I really wanted to be part of the fashion industry because for me, it really is just a fun industry to be in. But I want another way of engaging in the industry. So on that journey, I discovered that fashion actually is one of the second, I mean, one of the most polluting industry um, in terms of the environment and social. So I decided to stop what I'm doing. And with all the informations that I had, it really changed the way I see fashion. And hoping with all the information that I had would be able to change others' perspective. So I did a nonprofit, um, which is Connected Threads Asia. So it was purely more events. So we're doing documentary screening, panel discussion, and discussing discussing what's happening in the fashion industry. And then after that awareness, people were asking, we know what we know now what else can we do? So it was more really of like, what's the tangible action of what we're trying to do? So in Singapore, we don't have garment uh, workers, no factories here. What we have here is consumption, right? Um, We're all familiar with that. Coming. Yeah, I know. It's like 11, 11, 11. every every freaking month we have a, a way to 
just have an excuse to consume. Yeah. So having said that, like we would want to maximize what's already been produced. And swapping was the easiest solution, I guess. Like you don't have to think. Um, even if you're not environmentalist, at the end of the day, if you swap, um, you're already becoming part of that solution. So that was really the long answer of why we started we swapping. It. Yes, yeah, we love the long answer. Ray, could you share with us what's the secondhand culture like in Singapore? Yeah, so I think it's a bit hard to define what's the culture, the secondhand culture in Singapore because now we're just starting. It's not like, I mean, Japan has a different story because it's embedded in their um, culture. But now here, because of the environment, the climate change, and the, the social justice, um, the inequality are becoming more exposed. And fashion has a big part to play. So um, everyone's trying to find a solution on how they can still dress up but not fueling you know the problems in the fashion industry and then secondhand is one way to be part of that conversation so i would say within like it was so surprising like i don't know what happened during the pandemic like the circuit breaker in singapore um, everyone, maybe everyone just had time to research <laughs> and read about what's going on and because also maybe of the Black Lives Matter everyone has just like okay what is that um value that i would want to promote you know that i would want to stand for and fashion is the easy ways for you to be engaged because everyone dress up everyone wears clothes you don't see anyone naked <laughs> in singapore at least so yeah now it's becoming more an, an activity or like in, entertainment like like there's Honestly, we have like kids who are like not kids, like university students. They would have group chats. You just rebuilt your age. I know. <laughs> Shit, edit that. <laughs> so like they would have like their own group chats. Like they would have like announce it like, hey, in this specific day we are going to this specific shop. It's a secondhand one. Who wants to come with us? So they are like doing a secondhand um, hopping. So yeah, it's 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 interesting how it is evolving and how everyone is becoming open to it, um, knowing that in Asia or um, the mindset, the negative mindset in secondhand is very strong. But with all what's happening, we're becoming more. I would say inclusive in terms of the different solutions that we can be part of. A star answer. <laughs> On that note, right, when you talk about secondhand culture in Singapore, what are some common misconceptions that you think we have as a society? Oh my god, um, there's a lot. I think I would say, I think the three main reasons that we still have and is trying to you know um change that mindset um i think it's it's also applicable to anyone like not just in asia like the first one the cultural belief um where we know we always believe that you know the spirit of the previous owner lives in that um in that clothes so you're you're afraid to like carry on that that energy who told you that I mean, that's that's the common belief. Like, we would have customers who would like, oh my god, I don't feel good. Like, my vibe here is not good. Like, because of the second hand. So wow. there is that, and it's a pass-on belief because it's never been proven. Like, yeah. honestly, <laughs> like, 
so but like because we were told about that um when we were still kids so um that's our relation that's how we see secondhand and then of course the hygiene comes Mm. comes with this like oh i don't want to wear it but like there's a really good analogy that my friend um gave me when i was because she's a very um she's an advocate for zero waste so I was like telling her like how do you convince your friend to wear secondhand? So it was like think about this: in a restaurant or in a cafe, you use the utensils that other people uses, mm-hmm. and you, they wash, mm-hmm. they just wash it. And but exactly, and we never questioned that because we were not taught that it's dirty. Yeah. But with clothes, because someone told us like oh you should not wear secondhand because it's dirty, it's unhygienic. So that becomes the whole belief that we are not practicing without even, I mean, you know, questioning it. So, you know, we just wash it and it becomes clean. That's the purpose of washing, I guess. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's like um, another belief that it's we're trying to uncover. And then um, I think also because most of the Asian countries are developing, so the socioeconomic um, belief really is one way to de- deter a consumer to do secondhand because they would always be like, hey, especially now that fashion is very convenient and affordable. A $5 t-shirt that is new versus a secondhand, I would obviously go for the first. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Because it's the same price. But you knowing the reason why we should do secondhand um, would give you the edge or a better judgment, I would say. But again, um, that belief of like, I can afford and also I've worked so hard for me to be able to afford this. So I should indulge myself with a first hand. I think that's a very interesting point about, you know, how we have the kind of beliefs um, from young and, you know, millennials and Gen Zs are, the generation that was actually born into fast fashion and single-use plastic and all that kind of things. Um, so what are some ways that you think that we can actually change our mindset when it comes to like convenience in general? Change, I think it's, it's a very loaded word, um, especially in our times now because some of it, I mean like some of us take it lightly and also some of us take it very seriously that we don't know where to stand um, in terms of like changing our behavior like yeah I agree with you Um, we are in a generation where we did not ask for this like we were born where fast fashion was thriving already and and instant gratification is the thing with all the social media that we have so yeah it's it's hard for us to rewire ourselves with this common um, practice that is very efficient and very um, effective yeah. like right if you need something you just like an you know, order in your phone then yeah. that's that's it, it, it will be in your doorstep in in a snap or whatsoever so um, and now that we are entering in 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 promoting or trying to change the whole system not just in the fashion industry but the whole um, capitalistic um, system that we have where what is important is just profit um, above all um, not really considering the people and the environment so and I think for us to really change that it would really start with the convert I mean the, the education part because what's happening now um, not everyone has the interest mm. and the time to dig in what's mm. going on and to have that proper answer of why do we need to stop buying 
fast fashion or why do you have questioned the system of fast fashion um, everyone wants just again an easy solution yeah. for that so that's where the danger of greenwashing which we're going to be talking um, later on so um, with that education of really learning of what's happening you will um, have a better judgment of you know why a t-shirt should be priced $50 as compared to $5 because everyone is just jumping into the trend um, it most it most likely will die because again if you don't have the understanding of why I should be buying a $50 t-shirt just that it's just, the price is just an example by the way <laughs> And yeah, it will not last. Um, so that is something that we need to really um, think about, especially in our generation having offered this convenience and this kind of system. Again, it's not our fault to be living, but it becomes our fault now if we don't do something about it, especially now that we know. Like now, especially now that with the handphone that we have, everything is just one click. Um, it's it's really becomes our fault when we don't take that responsibility and really know more. Because um, again, it's it's not just the, the the government, the big businesses, the NGOs. This podcast, it's everyone's job to really take that ownership in terms of like what they would want to see in the future. I remember you mentioned something uh, like if you could imagine a future where fast fashion doesn't even exist, right? Mm -hmm. If the next generation, you know, they get, they get born into a, a culture of yeah. swapping and mm. secondhand um, is good and you, you can adopt it, you don't want to opt for fast fashion. Um, but we need progression and we need, you know, some time to get there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember hearing someone else talked about how some things are very uncomfortable some things can be mm. not easy and yeah. difficult to do right but right. if you just do it consistently it becomes a habit mm. it applies for all our fitness goals eat healthy goals similar to that true um, so yeah we just have to begin right yeah i think again um, we are in a transition period where everyone doesn't know what really what to do yeah. i think I was just mentioning this um, with a conversation of a friend. Um, yeah, we were just mentioning that everyone, what's good in our time now, um, what's like a, a, the best opportunity, I guess, is regardless of you being an MNC, a, a SME, or like, you know, a multinational company, we are all, I would say, in the same playing ground trying to figure out what's the next move especially with the sustainability um questions of like you know not everyone and like no one has the answer yet we are all in the process of trying to figure out and this is where we need to embrace i would say this is my personal take like honestly in our generation we need to embrace that discomfort yeah. like yeah. if we really would want to push the needle of a better future of a more sustainable future it is us who's gonna be carrying that plastic i mean that um bamboo straw or you know <laughs> the reusable the 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 reusable bags and not asking plastic even it's 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 gonna be inconvenient for us we need to be the one doing that while big businesses or new businesses startups are trying to figure out to make it convenient for us mm -hmm. then 
that's I think that's our generation's job to really just keep doing it and keep pushing everyone to 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 hone um, a good I mean a, a more responsible business model that is not just you know taking care of the shareholders but also the people um, and the planet and with 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 Juline mentioned about you know I'm I'm not sure if there's gonna be a future where there's no fast fashion because mm-hmm. that is also part of fashion like mm-hmm. it's it's fueling the whole industry but I guess the the fundamental question is yes this model exists but how can we make it more responsible yeah. because again yeah. i would say to be fair with everyone who's having a problematic business now i'm sure they've started with a good heart like yeah. with a good intention but now that we've seen the 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 result of it and the implications of that business model that may not work in the future so it's a transition like everyone is trying to find solution of what they are um they should be doing and like for us we need to be forgiving mm-hmm. i would say at some point you know to pra- practice empathy to everyone that is in transition and not be judgmental because that's just not <laughs> gonna help everyone mm-hmm. so yeah i think it's 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 really is about knowing where we stand now and also being committed to what kind of future that we would want to see and work from that again we're not going to jump from zero to one there's always that process and um, you know being sustainable or being green is not a a black and white there's always going to be a lot of gray as as well with life Um, yeah I just want to jump in and say that one very easy step is to obviously support the fashion pulpit. Of course, that's <laughs> that's not even not be mentioned, but yes. <laughs> what is like that? In could you just briefly explain how is a consumer journey like? Like, what can a customer mm. choose? Uh, maybe because I'm very new to this whole idea of swapping, how right. is the process like? Yeah, so again, there's a lot of ways for you to take part of, again, being a responsible consumer. So one way is swapping, of course. The best um, way. The best way. <laughs> so um, how it works is, again, the main objective is really maximizing what's already been produced now. So if you have clothes that you have not worn it, it can be like you know a mistake. Um, it was just because it was on sale. Um, and you are not wearing it so you can like give it to us and we evaluate that based on the quality style and brand and from there you earn points so the points becomes then your money to buy whatever you want in the shop so treat it in a way that we are an extension of your wardrobe where you don't have to store the clothes that you may not be wearing in the next few months. We can store it for you. And then once you have a specific event or you have something um, going on, a date night perhaps, you can just come to the shop and pick that perfect dress for you or, you know, whatever that you would need in that specific moment. And then you swap it. And then if you don't need it anymore, um, then you can re-swap it um, as long as you take care of that clothes. So that's a very... um, yeah how how the swap works um yeah it's a give and take that's something that we would want to also promote in the platform that we have that if you are taking something you need to give something and that is just a way for us to promote that um, responsibility that it's not just going to be i take 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 it's me 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 but for us i mean like for the the whole to have a better world or future it needs to have that kind of mindset like we need to be sharing 
guys, there's also wedding dresses. I remember yes, seeing them. Yes. And there's menswear now. Menswear, right? yes. Not so, much, but we have. It's a good start. Yeah, there's a lot of options. So that's just a little check them out. <laughs> yes, um, follow us on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will leave all these details here yes. later. We are currently at the fashion pulpit right now and I see a few nice dresses already for this, right? Yes, we're using the clothes as our um, soundproof. <laughs> are there any interesting um, interesting soap stories? Oh like my god, we have life? a lot. Like, oh. <laughs> like, we have this member who swapped from her ha um, being married to giving birth to kids and wow. you know re swapping along the way like you know wow. when she has like no kids yet she was swapping and then she she um, had she got pregnant and so she needed like more loose clothes so <laughs> she swapped it and then after she gave birth of course she wanted to get back to her old size and then she no longer need the loose dresses so yeah. she swapped it back so for me that's something is a good testimony for us to see how swap works mm. in, in, in people's lives that we can really be part of that lifestyle and I think one particular incident that I really also love and then I could never forget when we were just starting, I think Julina was like, like part of that, um, helping us with with um, with the entry and yeah. checking their <laughs> tickets and stuff like that. So there was like one specific event, like there was one specific dress. It was a traditional uh, Malay outfit, but it was kind of like contemporary. Like so, it can be you know if you are creative enough, you can you know use it in other ways not just because of, of it the traditional um cut to it so i was like i was a bit hesitant to accept it because i was like oh i'm not sure if this is gonna be swapped blah 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 so i was like okay never mind that's not for me to judge or that that's not for me to decide so and then on the day itself i was like busy running around and trying to fix things or organize things then i saw this lady who who was not even the same size because that that person was i think large um and then the lady who was um trying to swap it was in a medium size and shorter but she was like wearing it in a way that it makes it very contemporary and modern mm. so for me, my realization on that very specific moment was like, wow, like swapping really drops the drops the the expectation or the perception of what a fashion or a clothes should be. So when they go in, it's just about the clothes and the person. Like wow. regardless of it being a traditional clothes from a different race, I can use that because I can see myself wearing that and styling that. So that for me that was one of the aha moment and powerful moment for me to see like wow this is something that we're trying to empower people to think beyond what they see in social media. Because mm -hmm. you know nice. when yeah. you when you go to a specific store you already have a, a perception of what this brand is like mm. oh this brand is for like work or whatsoever but with swapping you are coming with an open mind with with you just thinking of like okay that's gonna be the clothes and me um not so much of like oh what are the expectation from this specific brand or like you know whatsoever so yeah i think that was one of the most powerful that i would never forget but there's a lot of good stories that i can tell you which we will end tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> We would get some examples from you and then we can share it with everyone listening. 
Just now you mentioned about greenwashing. Can you elaborate a little bit about that? Well, um, so I'm not an expert of, of, of this topic, but this is what I see and, and this is my observation. Like, so there is this argument of is greenwashing or like, you know, the big brands. Because, okay, I think to begin, to be fair, and to lay down the cards for everyone. So what's happening again? Because sustainability is a very loose word now. Like, mm. there's no guidelines on who can use this and how can you, how can you use the word. Everyone has the right to use it as long as you're doing something that is in relation to be you know sustainable in whatever supply, which part of the supply chain that you are doing like it can be the materials it can be you know paying the garment workers well so it really is depending or it can be just the packaging so and then you can call yourself like oh we're a sustainable business (laughs) um so that is i would say to be fair with the businesses who are trying an effort is has the right to use that word but also it is misleading In a way that, again, as I have mentioned, not everyone would have time and interest to learn more about, okay, if I use organic cotton, what are the implications of this? If we use polyester, what are, you know, um, the negative impacts of it or the positive impact of it? So if I am that type of person and then I only follow this specific brand and they tell me like, hey, we're trying to be sustainable, um, you know, we're using now organic whatever organic that is <laughs> or, or whatever way that you're trying to be sustainable as a consumer who doesn't want to be bothered and also just want to believe in what you're saying, I would follow that. So I would give you my money. So that becomes a cycle. A cycle that is not get, that would not lead us to somewhere because everyone would believe what you say. Mm. So it's not everyone who is Julene that would dig deeper of like, you know, what is a nutritious food or what is good for us to eat. So again, that's not everyone is. And I think not everyone would be that. Like we all have like, I guess, a, a part to play. Um, then it only becomes dangerous or... Um, risky if the greenwashing is not the commit or what the company says to the public is not what they're doing inside mm. so that becomes the the danger of greenwashing i would say it, it comes with stages like in our stage now it is somewhat good i'm not promoting greenwashing it is some good because the big brands are talking about it which means they have wider reach they have wider um you know resources to to change that at the same time with the consumer knowing like oh now like honestly who have who have thought like in this generation we would hear about organic cotton like (laughs) (laughs) what what is even organic cotton means so like we were growing about like we don't care about labels like how many of us who don't bother checking the labels of our clothes right we were never taught that way exactly like i myself like i would just like buy before and like don't bother as long as it fits me it looks good in me then that's the job of the clothes right (laughs) yeah yeah exactly so we were never taught of like hey before buying you need to know how to wash it you need to know you know how to hang it like no one did taught us about that those things so um if that continues that's where the greenwashing becomes like not appropriate and not good for the for the society so 
now it is good because it raises awareness but we need to keep that radical and um, curious mind to always keep poking the businesses and the company to you know it's like hey you said this what does that mean um you know like just a simple email or a comment on their social media that's like your vote that's like your your participation to really again push that needle to that change that we would want to see in the future so that is my take um with greenwashing it can be a good thing but it can also be a very dangerous thing So, Philosopher Ray, just now you mentioned that education is important, a a vital, uh, it plays a vital role in, you know, changing mindsets and really seeing change. Mm -hmm. So, could you elaborate on that? Yes, um, for me, it was it was just beyond words because it was really experience like for myself like I'm I'm a walking testimony for that because again have I not researched or really understand what's happening in the fashion industry I could never be here or this conversation is not gonna happen because probably I'll be in orchard (laughs) (laughs) waiting for the sales or something (laughs) yeah so that could be my old self um, because um, borrowing the wise word from Carl Jung which um, he says that making the unconscious conscious uh, we should make the unconscious conscious because it would just lead our life and we will call it fate so could you repeat that? Okay. Um, words from Carl Jung. He says that making the unconscious conscious because it would lead our life and we will call it fate. So that's where really the education plays a big part for us to understand why we're doing this because again it would just lead us to a more not stable for the lack of better word like stable movement or or um belief that we have if we know why we're doing it otherwise again we will just be blindly following everyone who says that this is good for me or this is the right thing for me but without the proper understanding um, with yourself and it starts within yourself like it really is um, knowing like you know what you believe in what the values that you stand for and then from there it would just have a ripple if ripple effect on to the kind of business that you support onto the type of organization that you will be engaging in and um, yeah to your habit and to the lifestyle that you um, you choose so having that kind of proper awareness would just have a better judgment i would say have you always been such a self-aware person wow um i think it's always a process it's i think it's it's an everyday work because maybe in in what i do in in the business that i'm in i am i would say at least trying to be um on top of that game because again that's that's my livelihood and that's what i do um it's just very natural but there's just a lot of things also that i need um practice Mm -hmm. and and more time to develop that but i can as far as i can remember i've always been the type of person who would ask 
a lot of questions and always been a lot I mean like I love introspection like honestly when I was in, like because I went to like a a boarding school when I was in secondary and then part of like of the activities there like we will do like a retreat every at least once a month nice. like yeah because it was like a catholic school so um it may it may be related to i mean like it it was um focused on religion but the 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 skill that i've learned from there is also just staying quiet and like going deeper to yourself and asking yourself of like how can you be of service because it was again it was um trying to be like a public servant um in different ways so I inculcated that to myself, which I, I am very thankful that I have that because it just leads the life that I would want. And again, it, 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 it's, it is more satisfying to know why you're doing what you're doing yeah. because, yeah, you just feel that your existence has a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, even, you know, things can be very difficult at times. But having that kind of awareness and and um, consciousness, it makes it like this is gonna pass. This is just part of it. We should embrace. Though sometimes it's just so hard, yeah. so hard. But you know, things will pass, and you know, um, just try to to extract the lessons that you can, or maybe you don't have to. Like not everything that happens to you is there for a reason sometimes you don't have to find answers for that sometimes it's just happened but sometimes you just need to know also if that specific situation is teaching you something wow (laughs) i'm gonna call you philosopher ray from now on like mini title like yeah Call this number. <laughs> I need a therapist. So, philosopher Ray, what's next for fashion topic? Oh wow. Um, there's a lot of things for us to think about because again, when we started, it was never a clear plan. Like you know, in five years' time, we're gonna open, <laughs> open in blah blah blah, and we're gonna have like X amount of stores. Um, it really is uh, an authentic, like not authentic. It was. It's an organic process for us to learn. So as much as I can share with you the things that we would want, um, we're also in the process of trying to figure out. And that's, and I think that's the beauty of, you know, being an entrepreneur or in a startup life that you try to, you know, it's a blank canvas. And I think for me also, being an entrepreneur, sometimes I also have like a cringe when I call myself entrepreneur because, (laughs) (laughs) because it's just, it's, I don't know it's it's I don't have the credibility yet it's only been two years that I've been running the business anyway it's a different story so yeah like it's a great opportunity for us to be doing what we're doing because again um, you know as a consumer it's a different thing because like your money is your vote and that's good but for us who has that um, capacity to lead something it's it's a bigger um, responsibility to you know, as a vote to define the kind of society or the kind of future that we would want. And that's something that really excites me to be doing this. So plans and also after COVID, 
when we have like a yearly plans of like oh this is what we're gonna do every a month blah 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 and then covid happens and you realize that everything can really change in one snap yeah. and and with that we was like should we still plan or should we just go with <laughs> or should we just go with the flow but um i mean like again we are just in a process of trying to figure out on how the business um would add volume more to the people so expect more content from us in in trying to promote the movement and trying to explain why it is important and also to share our stories at the same time to um you know engage more people like not just in the fashion i mean not just in the swapping aspect so we we conduct a lot of workshops we also do podcasts <laughs> uh, <laughs> where's your space at now So our space is at Marina One. So we're very near Marina Bay MRT, just across or downtown um, MRT. So you should visit us. Yes, it's very beautiful, and you get to see Ray in person, the philosopher. <laughs> yes, I charge, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we we pay him a lot. We go by the minute. <laughs> Sorry, um, here at Jazz Barrett, uh, we always try to dive deeper into conversations to spark social change. So maybe you could share a bit more about what this journey means to you and how has it impacted you? Um, wow. Um, where to begin? I know it's a long way. Um, yeah, I've not, I've not made a dent of the industry that I am in now. But I'm really is grateful that I had this opportunity to do this. Um, I think like realizing it was eight years ago when I decided to move to Singapore, and I think that was like the most, um, the scariest at the same time rewarding decision that I had, because have I not decided to do that, I would be in in a space where i'm comfortable i i i would not question things but being away with everyone that i love and trying to discover myself was the greatest gift that i had for now because again i would never be here Jolene um would never be yeah, uh, yeah i would never met her in three was it three years already i think it's more than that oh yeah i think like, yeah it's like five tips. years yeah. wow we're old um <laughs> how it's impacted me oh yeah like so the impact um realizing also um because i think I'm, i'm really big in empowerment because that decisions that i had of of deciding to move and not knowing what's gonna happen created a spark inside me that empowered me that I can do that and there's a lot of bad decisions that I had made in my previous life um, <laughs> that also um, happened because I did not trust myself and I did not empower myself to make that commitment um, with that and then I've learned that lesson and I think with all the with all running a business and and you know especially this is a very new um movement and everyone is questioning if it's gonna work in terms of like you know the scalability the business aspect to it or is it gonna be also a thing so there's just a lot of uncertainty 
But one thing that I've learned really in this journey, um, no one has the answer. We just have every day. Um, we just have every day to to just um you know try and 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 do what we can and one thing also like i think one of the things that i've learned like when the whenever i meet people now like this has become my my philosophy like really my 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 belief is like i'm not interested with what you have i'm interested with what you do with what you have like you can be you know you can be the richest person in the world but if you don't use that to serve other people that's meaningless at least for me you can be the poorest person in terms of what poor is defined by our society but you are selfless to serve people then i think that is what living is for me so i think with this journey and meeting a lot of amazing people that just gives me that kind of you know learnings and impact that I would forever cherish. That was so amazing, Ray. I can't I, I I'm still thinking and thinking about the quotes that you mentioned. We will all be writing these down. Thank you so much for being here with us, Ray, and sharing with us your insights, your journey and all these amazing lessons and impacts. I hope you come back. Yes, thanks for having me. I really had fun and we really like dig deep. And we say bye. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the episode with Philosopher Ray, who has literally bared it all with us. Sustainability may seem like a huge word, but we hope this inspires you to learn a little bit more about what this word actually means to you. If you would like to explore swapping, check out the Fashion Pulpit on Instagram at the Fashion Pulpit. And you can connect with us on Instagram too at justbury.co. See you in the next episode. Bye! Bye.